Hi, I'm Gordon. And I'm Fiona. We're from Gate Church International in Dundee, Scotland, and we'd like to welcome you to this week's podcast. Our goal here is growing people to bring Christ into our communities and to see you get connected with God, His people, and His purpose. We hope this message inspires you in your faith journey. Thank you. How are you doing today? I hope you're not like this guy who seems to be climbing the walls uh, because of lockdown. Although I think he is a rock climber, so maybe he's enjoying it. If you've got children, uh, maybe you'll really identify with uh, this couple here. I think the truth is that we're all affected differently, aren't we? Um, we're not really in the same boat with coronavirus. We're in the same storm, but each in our own boats. We have friends are living on their own, and, and that can be really tough, even though they're in touch uh, online uh, with others. We probably all know people who have uh, lost their job, and, and that's a, a complete nightmare, isn't it? It might be that actually you're quite enjoying uh, lockdown. You're enjoying you, uh, the slower pace. You, you, you like your own company. Or maybe you have lost someone that you love. And that, that can be very, that is very tough indeed. And probably all of us um, are experiencing loss of some sort, loss of what we're used to, uh, loss of um, other people's company, a loss of freedom. Um, and with that comes a, a whirlwind of, of emotions, really. Something I've really just, it's come home to me in, in, in the last month, is the extent to which Jesus is 100% man and therefore experienced exactly the same uh, feelings as us, but very intensely indeed. Uh, oh yes, he was 100% God as well, but he was man. He wasn't just uh, God pretending. To be man. And um, I think you can see this maybe more clearly than at any other time uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane. You know exactly what happened. Um, look at what Mark says. They, they Jesus and his disciples, uh, went to a place uh, called Gethsemane and Jesus said to his close followers, sit here while I go and pray. He took Peter, James and John along with him and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. Notice that. He began to be deeply distressed and troubled. He'd been living with the, the thought, the, uh, the pressure of knowing what was going to happen to him, knowing what, uh, everything that was involved in the cross for, what, one year, two, longer? But then suddenly... It all just crowds in on top of him. And I think any of us who've experienced loss know that, that feeling of almost like an avalanche suddenly coming on top of you at particular times. In a much, much, much lesser degree, obviously, I have been experiencing that feeling since my father uh, passed away uh, last September. You know, he'd had a, a, a lovely life. Um, he died full of faith. 
I thought I was coping really fairly well, really. I missed him, but I was coping. Until January, when suddenly it was this, this feeling of an avalanche that swept over me. And I just collapsed in floods and floods of tears. And um, Marjorie, my wife, and uh, Jen, one of our daughters who was with me at the time, they, they said to me, you know, Dad, we, we've been listening to you and we've been talking for some time now. But it feels as though you are trapped in a circle and you're going round and round and somehow you need to find a way of breaking out of that. Why, why don't you go and talk to a friend? So I went and I, I talked to a, a really good friend uh, and that helped. And Pastor Gordon and Pastor Fiona were there for me. And in fact, it's uh, Fiona who was saying, could I possibly talk about this uh, one Sunday and, and, and share share my experience of loss, what has been happening. But back to Jesus. Jesus talks to his closest friends and he really shares uh, with them. Mark says, Jesus said to Peter, James and John, my heart is crushed with grief. It, it feels as though I'm, I'm dying. Stay here and keep watch with me. Nicola Reed said something really helpful, I thought, the other Sunday. Uh, she said, um, OK, we're all in our own boats in the coronavirus storm. But um, if you're in a boat in a storm, the, the safest thing to do is to lash your boat to other people's boats and to make a raft. And that's what Jesus is doing. He's, he's linking up uh, with his, his friends here. And if Jesus uh, needed to do it, then... So do we. So, so do you. Jesus isn't saying to you, oh, just be strong, put your emotions to one side, keep smiling. I think I'd been very used to doing that. I, I had a job where I had to do that, really. Uh, but faced with um, the grief of uh, uh, losing my father, that was not helpful. That was uh, what Pastor Fiona asked me just to, to stress as well. Um, if you, whatever emotions you're going through, if uh, things are tough, then talk to family, talk to friends, talk to your small group leader, talk to Pastor God and Fiona. Um, and it may be for you too, that uh, it might be that a, a Christian counsellor would be helpful. Anyway, Fiona said I should mention it. Okay, so Jesus talks to his friends. Then he does what you'd expect him to do. He, he prays. But how he prays is maybe not at all what we would expect. He is searingly honest. Now, I don't know about you. I think I've been far too inclined to sometimes pray what I think God wants me to uh, say what he wants to hear or uh, telling God what I think he ought uh, to do and I think I've been thinking about why why I do that sometimes and I think it's because I talk to myself very harshly and I say things like oh you you don't have enough faith 
um, you're, you're just being ungrateful. I mean, you think of um, uh, what other people are going through. You have it easy. Why are you complaining? You're, you're just not good enough. You're, you're not a good enough Christian. Now, you know, if you go to a friend and you say, I'm having a tough time, they're not going to uh, say that sort of thing to you. So why are you saying it to yourself? And God is most definitely not going to say that sort of thing to you. Look at the Psalms. That's one of the thing, reasons that they are there. They are modelling um, how honest God wants you to be. It's okay to be angry, to be afraid, to be disappointed, to be confused. It's okay to tell him these things. And it's okay to tell your Father God what you want, to spread all that out before him. That's different from telling him what to do. It's about being honest. What it's good to do is to tell God and then to listen. I think there's a great place for silence in prayer. Listening, it might be for a few minutes, it might be for a few days, but listening to God, not imagining what he might say to you, just listen, and sooner or later he will tell you. We may think we know what's best, and sometimes we're right, often we're not, um, but God always does. That was why Jesus got to a place it wasn't easy, even uh, there when uh, time was against him. He, he, he went through this three times, but he got to a place where he said, OK, not what I want, Father, but what you want is best. And why is it best? Because God absolutely loves you. He loves you and he likes you. And that, that was my first experience of God. Uh, I, I, I didn't come from a, a Christian home, um, but I met uh, Christians at uni. And I got to the stage when I, I, I realised that um, I needed to find out if God was more than just an idea. And so I prayed and I said, well, God, if you're real, please show yourself. And that was scary because I, I, I knew enough to know that if um, God wasn't real, uh, then there was no point. There was no point to life. There was no purpose. There was no meaning. And so I prayed. And after a bit, it was like I was standing at the edge of the sea. And I was up to my calves in water. And I, I could... It's so clear still in my mind. I can tell you it was in my second year at uni. It was uh, in late October and it was a Monday. Um, and I was up to my, it was as if I was up to my calves in water. And I saw this, this wave coming towards me. And I knew even before it got to me that it was, it was love. It was absolutely pure love. And it came right over me and, and through me. And I was absolutely filled with, with God's love. And I, um, I, I actually had to stop myself. Uh, my first impulse was to um, uh, rush out onto the street and 
<laughs> through my arms around the first person I met. And I, I remember thinking, no, that's not a good idea. It, it won't end well if you do that. Um, but that was God saying to me how much he loves me. So wherever you're at now, wait for God. A verse somebody gave me years ago, and I've always found it to be true, is from Isaiah chapter 40. Those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall rise up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. God can be absolutely trusted in whatever situation you're in right now. Why? Because he loves you and he likes you. That was a phenomenal word brought by uh, Richard Coton here this morning. Thanks for sharing and being vulnerable, uh, Richard, with your own personal loss. It was so good to hear that. I've got Nicola Reed here this morning who's going to uh, just answer one or two questions uh, about loss because I'd, I'd really like to ask you, Nicola, because you're, you're involved with uh, cruise counselling. You've been involved in counselling uh, with alternatives and various organisations over the years. I know, you, I know you've got a big heart. For that but I'd just like to ask you what, what practical steps can we take uh, to help ourselves through through loss especially in this time in this season yeah I think one of the big things is to give ourselves time and space and and to be kind to ourselves you know loss is loss is huge the the depth of our loss compared to the the relationship that has gone is, is significant if we've been investing and building in a relationship for for decades the ending of that relationship in the way that we knew it is, is hugely impactful in our lives and, and particularly in, in this kind of lockdown season where we're having to do that in, in isolation and often in loneliness for many people as well. Um, so, so, yeah, take, take time, take space, be kind and don't be scared of those, those deep, dark places because they're, they're a natural part of grieving, they're a natural part of, of the loss that we've experienced. And, and we need to take time to sit in the, the discomfort of, of that space. So um, practical things, I think talking is, is always the, the go-to. And that can be talking, not just to, you know, talking almost with ourselves, but to talking with other people and, and sharing stories around the, the person that we've lost, to remember them actively, to talk about things that we like doing, to talk about things that we find difficult about them, to... To, to share memories. I, I find when my dad died, I found out more stories about him than, than I had known when he was alive. And there was a richness in finding out something new about somebody that you love. So deliberately talk about them, deliberately share memories and, and maybe some practical stuff around that as well, that, you know, how we you know, we kind of don't have the same opportunity to, to send flowers or to bring food or, you know, that's a bit limited just now. So, um, how we do that deliberately can be, be quite challenging, but, but it might be putting pen to paper and writing about them, writing almost a tribute to them or writing reflections and memories about them. Um, so that there's lots of things that we can do in there where we can use our, our written word, our spoken word, our, our creativity to, to, yeah, to, to remember what has gone and the importance of what has gone. Sure. I love these practical, practical steps. They're so, um, so good. And I appreciate you saying that. There might be people who are going through like really deep grief. So they're doing these things, but they have moments where they, they, they just can't get over a hurdle because they're maybe hurting too much or they just 
struggling to cope with things. If they do need some kind of uh, counselling or professional person they can speak to, you work with uh, cruise counselling, don't you, where you offer that kind of help? Yeah, we do. And and what, what's important to remember in all of that, that, that grief is normal. Grief is, is a very natural part of, of what our bodies and our minds and our, you know, our, our body, soul, spirits, what it does when we've lost somebody, it's very natural. The, the, the yuck feelings around that can feel very unfamiliar and very uncomfortable and we don't like that, but it is, it is natural and normal. And that's something that we would really say to people, especially in those, those early days after the, the immediacy of the loss is that, that it is normal to feel yuck and it is normal to feel in a dark place. And that will shift and it will change and it will take on a new shape within you. But that takes time before that, that shift and change happens. And, but we can stay stuck for a very long time. We can stay in that yuck place for a, for a very, very long time. And if that's really impacting our, our, our day-to-day life and our day-to-day experience, then absolutely, you know, seek out, seek out some support and some help around that. And, and that for us is centered around talking and, and, and really exploring why, you know, what, what is going on in that yuck space for you and what, what, what feels horrible and, 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 do you want that to change and do you want that to shift and what, what do you need to do to help that to help that shift? But I would I would really encourage not to be um, uncomfortable in the discomfort because it is it is our natural it is our natural thing to do. It feels very horrible, but it is a natural process. So I wouldn't I wouldn't rush to get to get support because there's an element of you have to journey through that. We have to go through the valley of the shadow of death. To, to have walked through the valley before we can go back up a mountain. So um, don't, don't try and rush, rush that horribleness because it's a process within us that our, our bodies need to do. Brilliant. Thanks so much, Nicola. I really appreciate sharing that wisdom. Uh, and I trust that those who are watching this uh, can take it, apply it to themselves, or uh, maybe share some of it with others as well that you know are going through a difficult time and are in bereavement at this moment. So thank you so much, Nicola, for your time and great wisdom and great input.